Paul Giamatti is blue, dubba dee dubba die. We're talking Big Fat Liar on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and just keep in mind, this show is not for kids, so turn this off and, I don't know, turn into your local Radio Disney affiliate. I'm here with a very good friend of mine. She's sitting right in front of me. She's smiling like a dork. It's Alyssa Epstein. <laughs> hey, I think that was actually the first time I've been referred to as an adult, so this is very exciting. Well, also, my first podcast, so it's two. Boom. Yay. You hear that, world? <laughs> I was going to say something <laughs> gross, but I decided not to. Thank you. <laughs> I've evolved. So, Alyssa. Yeah. We're talking big, fat light. First of all, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, I really want pizza, <clears throat> but that's okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, Yeah. Doing good. You? I'm doing great. That's good. Well, that's, I, good. I you, that's good you broke Passover. Okay, was that's it That's why accident? you're doing great, and I'm just doing good. I'm not going to confess this to my mother, and she's going to hear this, maybe, and she's going to be upset. Okay. Also, I could already, We're also like, counting on your mom as one of our listeners. Oh, she's going to be all up on this. She's going to be like, ooh, Ross is doing a fun project. Let's support him. And then my dad will be like, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Real quick. In my defense... Yeah. I, Are we still talking about Passover? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I okay. miscounted the days of Passover. I just Googled it. I just Googled I Passover like, 2017, and there's a clear start date and a clear end date. And the clear end date is April 18th, which is a Tuesday, so tomorrow at sundown. Okay, so. now the audience knows exactly when we're recording this, and this will probably not be released for well, quite a while. It's okay. We want to we wanna incubate, you know? Yeah. That, that's a word, right? Yeah. I keep knock. I keep knocking. So you were saying in your table. defense. Is yeah, that sorry. All? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for keeping me on track of my own show. Yeah. So in my defense, yeah. I mean, it's simple. I miss. I miscounted. I went to dinner with friends. I sat down. I had a slice of pizza and some mac and cheese. Yeah. And I was about to. Take also, my it first was bite. in your Snap story, so like everyone knows. Not I'm, everyone. I'm not. I'm not friends with my mom on Snapchat. You're, I am. Not with your mom. With my mom. You're not Snapchat friends with your mom. Okay. What do you say? I'm Snapchat friends with my mom is what I'm badly getting So everybody at. just turned off the podcast. So we're talking to thin air. <laughs> Could we start? <laughs> so, Alyssa, you you wanted uh, you really wanted to watch the movie Big Fat Liar. You mm-hmm. we nearly were going to talk about Airbud Spikes Back, which uh, previous guest Tyler Bonner uh, and I discussed. So what what made you want to choose Big Fat Liar? Um, it was just one of those movies we had on DVD, and it was always the movie to put on on a long drive, or actually just any drive, and or just like put on the Going DVD. Going to the market, it's ten minutes away. Yeah. Put on Big Fat Liar. Because, yeah, um, but that was our go-to movie, and I just like always loved it as a child. And I think, well, I mean, we'll talk about it. I think it holds up. Also, that's still the only movie I've seen Paul Giamatti in. So, like in my mind, that's. He's Marty Wolf. They're the same person. There's no Yeah. There's no divide. He's not John Adams. No. He's not I um, forgot about that. I the character in Sideways. I, no. I didn't see Sideways. Sideways was it, it's like ranked as one of the best movies ever made. Hmm. But I've never seen it, mainly because there's no reason for me, a 21-year-old, to watch a movie about like two middle-aged people in wine country. Is that what that's about? It is. Oh. Or maybe it's three people. Doesn't matter. But um But yeah. I I definitely remember watching this movie as a kid, 
but I, I don't know if I agree with you, and we'll talk about it later, about it holding up. Because I think you definitely, it holds more of a place in your heart and yeah. your childhood than me. And I think that's one thing that I'm exploring with this podcast is just how, uh, just how different things kind of hold up, like from nostalgia versus just like actual good content. Like, right. not to say that this isn't a bad movie. It's not great, but it's, pretty good. <laughs> it's very wacky. Like, I will say... But this, compared, like, compared to, like, some kid movies that are coming out now, it's pretty tame on, like, the wackiness. I don't know. Boss Nobody, Baby. Hold on, hold on. I mean, first of all, you and I need to... We still yeah. need to go see Boss Baby. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's... This movie, the... It's, like, in one of those kids' movie worlds where everybody is just yelling all the time. It's just... Everybody is, is insane. That? Everybody in this movie is insane, and it's like, oh, the only two, like, normal kids are these slightly eccentric teens? How old? They're They're 14. That is established, because, like, Marty keeps saying to Jason, like, what are you, 12? can you stop hitting the mic stand? No, no, it's cool. I don't care. (laughs) But anyway, back to your cool point. Um, It's just, like, if you're paying attention during the movie, it's clearly stated that Jason Shepard is 14. (laughs) Time and time again. All I, oh, really? But, yeah. Even like one of the last lines where um, the <laughs> vice think, where the president where the president of the studios he just goes he is something something a thirteen year old and then Marty goes he's he's fourteen. Oh, but it you know what? I do remember that a couple of times. I only remember that one time. Well, because I quoted it, but yeah. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like Marty McFly. It's like nobody calls me chicken. When does that happen? <laughs> In the second and third movie. Oh, well, there... That becomes I just, like, a weird thing. I don't pay attention to the second and third. That becomes a weird thing in the Back to the Future trilogy, how, like, Marty is, like, a very rational young man mm-hmm. unless somebody calls him a chicken. Then he goes into a fugue state and just, like, rips heads. But anyway, we're not talking about Back to the Future. We're talking about... I was about to say Air Bud Spikes Back. No. We are not talking about Air Bud Spikes Back. We are talking about mm-hmm. Big Fat Liar. So, to give a basic rundown of the plot... Yeah. So we have Jason Shepard. 14. 14 years old. Uh, his best friend, Amanda grade? Bynes. I guess that's eighth grade. 14. It's The movie starts, yes. it's like yeah, yeah. No, towards the 14. end. Of, I know he's 14. <laughs> no, I mean, he's in eighth grade because, um, like, bar mitzvah, when you're in seventh grade, when you're mm-hmm. going to have your bar mitzvah, as both yeah. of us had. I actually had mine in the beginning of eighth grade, but go that's on. That's weird. Well, I have a summer birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, now I feel like an ass. But it would be like year twelve going on thirteen, and because the movie takes place right before the summer. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, we don't know when he turned fourteen. Okay. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's just provided he's he does not have a summer 13. birthday. Actually, if he had a summer birthday, that we would have known because no, the movie takes place in the summer. It's only like two days. <laughs> the whole thing is a long weekend. It is a long weekend. So. But it's anyway. June probably. So let's talk about it. So. Jason Shepard, yes. played by Frankie Muniz, and great actor, and his best friend Amanda Bynes, Kay- Kaylee something. We Kaylee, don't know her, yeah. Do we know? We don't know her last name. Doesn't Kaylee matter. friend. Yeah. Um, the they're words. best friends. Jason is always whipping up fresh lies. Yep. He's. It's that's established. Like the very first line in the movie. Like, have you done your homework? He says, "Yep." And and like, homework. Did you eat breakfast? He gives the breakfast to a dog. So it's established very quickly, and in a creative okay, way. Okay. I. So I get in kids' movies and, like, kids' TV, kids are picky eaters. They don't want to eat mm-hmm. vegetables. I get that. Oh, that is just a plate of... It was oatmeal. It was oatmeal. Yeah. And I'm also, not a like, breakfast food out of all the meals is the most consistently good. 
I feel like even a really crappy. But some people, if you just don't like breakfast. I, like my I family, none people. of us are big breakfast people. Like it, it's just like a granola bar and go. Yeah, but I mean, it's still tasty. It's a tasty treat. I don't like. All I'm, I'm saying okay. is, it's very is, hard to mess up breakfast. The oatmeal didn't look good though in the movie. It, it's fine. It's oatmeal. It's like gray. But like also, you sprinkle a little bit of brown sugar. You're having a party in your mouth, and only you're invited. But in this case, it's <laughs> the dog. dog. So anyway. Yeah. So he's a liar, and mm-hmm. um, he lies about. Uh, a paper that he was supposed to write. Creative he says, ri- a creative writing paper, which is also like it's not a research paper. Like you can just you can just knock this out. Yeah, and he told his teacher that he he couldn't write the essay because he was in the hospital with his dad, dad who choked on a meatball. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so she's like, okay, you have to rewrite it, handwritten, so I know you didn't download it from the internet. <laughs> Did they? Ha- yeah, they had internet. They back had the then. internet back. Internet then. was easily. Um, was it two thousand one? It was the movie. Yeah, the movie. It was accessible. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, the movie came out in two thousand two. <laughs> I can't get the page up. <laughs> yeah, uh, two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay. I was thinking two thousand. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, he, he writes. Lies. He, well, he tell, he yeah. truthfully writes this essay about a a guy who's a big liar, and he literally becomes a big liar. And, oh, because he grew, yeah. Yeah, and so a big fat. Well, he's a. He's not fat, but... Frankie Muniz is a very petite guy. <laughs> yeah. So time is of the essence. He needs to get it to his teacher by six or else he's going to get into summer school. But so, earlier that morning, he had his skateboard stolen away by Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam. Taryn Killam is the formerly boy. Formerly of SNL, formerly of Hamilton. Stuck in the suburbs. Disney Channel original movie. Moody's Point on Moody's Amanda's Point. show. So it was, a, it, can, yeah. it was a crossover. So it was a nice but anyway. reunion. We're throwing very much not important details right now. I okay. So the main arc of the story he is... doesn't have a skateboard. <laughs> that's not the main arc of the story. No, it's important because then he's liar. Run, the story so then about a boy he's without on, a skateboard. He's then on his sister Jamie's bike. He had a oh he does have a sister. <laughs> that was the only reason that he was given a sister just for him to be riding that also, bike. Also, he has a she has a really gross boyfriend. Yeah, that you see for one minute. Yeah, and he, Rudy. Is his name Rudy? Yeah, and he's really into rap Slicky. because he keeps calling him like, hey, little dude, yo, what's up? Yeah, he like yeah. slaps he has saggy the pants. Like he has very, saggy pants. Very, like, after school special, yeah. like, be careful. Of this so kid. he's riding um, his sister Jamie's bike, and he gets, he hits into a limo. With Paul Giamatti, a.k.a. famous movie producer Marty Wolf. Mm-hmm. Who's looking for um, the, next the next big movie because his keeps <laughs> sucking. The next big movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's actually line. Like, I'm looking for the next big movie. I'm looking for the next big movie. That was it. That's right. I'm blue. You could do the oh, eyebrows. Would, this like, wasn't banned. That wasn't good. You could do the eyebrows, and then we'll say that it you're doing the eyebrows. It sounded more like Black. <laughs> anyway. Are they not the same person? Unfortunately, they're not. Damn. Um, you think you know a guy. So... He oh so they give him a ride because then Jason's like oh no my neck hurts and he's implying that he'll sue him again this goes back to him being a good liar like he knows what he's doing he's a big bad liar <laughs> there it is so he's sitting in this um, movie producer's limo and they're chatting they're chatting about they're talking about lying he's talking about how he thinks he's a good liar he's like kid you're not he's a great gonna, liar you have to talk it can't be a meatball. <laughs> 
<laughs> he gives him advice on how to lie, and so he like runs out um, to hand in the paper. And, and the, the one, paper. the one thing I don't even. Why did he bring this whole backpack? He just needed the one paper, but he. I mean, he. He. You just, can't ride a bike and hold a paper. It's gonna get all crinkled. It's a good point. It's a good point. Judge, lest you be judged. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. Okay. Yeah. I guess hindsight. Okay. It's 2020. But yeah. anyways, yeah. So um, uh, Jason leaves his paper into the in the limo. Mm-hmm. The limo drives off. Uh, Jason gets summer but school. You missed something very important. Did I? Uh, Paul Giamatti looks at the paper <laughs> and does his famous eyebrow lift. You're doing it right now. He's like interesting. And, and this happens a total of six times Green in the movie. Fan liar, eh? <laughs> Just give up on I'm the go- voice. I can't give up on the voice. Um. So yeah, that famous one eyebrow. So phrase. it took us a very long time to say the entire story. <laughs> the main plot of the story that. is uh, Jason, Frankie Muniz's so character, leaves intricate paper. details that are they just all have a reason behind them. So I think we have to just explore each thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do like a concise recap, but like this, okay. This do you want to finish? I won't say anything. You finish the no, recap, it's... unless you miss something again very important. Okay, so so I'm just gonna call him. I can I just call him Frankie Muniz? Yeah, I, you should call him. Okay, okay. I'll call him. Jason I'll call him Jason and Kaylee. I have yeah. the names up, so I'm gonna remember it. Okay. So Jason, uh, Jason gets summer school, mm-hmm. and Marty. We see months later, he's promoting now his new big movie. Big Fat Liar. Yeah. It's weird. He's he kept the name. Prom- he's not trying to hide He's it. also promoting it, and he's like, it's going to be the big summer blockbuster. And they haven't even started production yet. Yeah. It's in, like, the very... They just have the... Tr- like it's a- in the mid-stages of pre-production. They don't have yeah. a star yet. Also, we were talking about the weird thing is... <clears throat> Marty Wolf, Paul Giamatti's character, is established as a producer, and yet it kind of falls on him to also write a script. Because, like, oh, like, he's, like, talking about on, like, Access Hollywood. And he's, like, sometimes a great idea just, like, falls on your lap. I need to rewrite the pages. (laughs) That wasn't bad. Okay. Um, But why, like, he should just, his job as a producer, not as a screenwriter. So it's just weird. I mean, in this industry, you can have multiple hats, but... And he, or he could just find a better script and produce that. He hey, has his own company. It's Marty Wolf Pictures. Which is weird that he doesn't have like a pun or something on or Wolf. Or just like, Wolf Pictures. Like Lone Wolf. Lone Ooh. Wolf. That would have been... Damn, that's a messed opportunity. Come on, Dan Schneider. That's like the brand brand in Nine Lives. <laughs> Alyssa and I also watched Nine Lives together. Maybe that was the be first choice a, of what a, we were going to do. It was, but then you were like, I cannot talk about this movie. <laughs> It was upsetting. But you can find that on uh, Amazon Instant. Mm. Actually, you can also... I forgot to mention this. Are you promoting Nine Lives? It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> I also forgot to mention this 10 minutes ago, but um, you can find Big Fat Liar. Uh, you can rent it on iTunes or Amazon. Mm. Unfortunately, it's not really available on any streaming services. I have a scratch DVD of it somewhere in S- my car. <laughs> Do you mean like a... Like a, like a DVD. But it was like like the one that we would no 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 like the one that we would watch in the car all the time. It's a scratch DVD. It's a DVD that gets scratched. That's not a term. I'm saying it's a DVD that's. I was trying to make a joke that it's not usable. It's all scratched up. Okay, um, but anyway, back to the movie. So Jason's like. Um, Maddie, Marty, not Maddie, Marty Wolf stole mm-hmm. my idea. I'm going to go to Hollywood. But his parents don't believe him because, like, why? Sh- it's oh, yeah. it's the boy who cried wolf. It is. Because he's 
that Jason was... Shepard. And then realizing this, I don't know how many times I've watched this, but never realizing it. And yeah, we only realized it when we were together. I mean, but I still said it. It wasn't okay. Yeah, it was my thing. Um, but yeah, his parents aren't having it. They're like, yeah, okay. And he doesn't really care about his mom. That was a weird thing. The he mom, only the cares mom about his dad. Two lines of dialogue. Yeah, but like no, throughout the movie, he's just like, you should have seen the my dad's face. Like he didn't believe. Like he could like doesn't give a shit about his mom. It's like only about his dad. I mean, a lot of those movies. There's it's something like the father son relationship. Even though like it's very very barely touched on. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, my dad. Yeah. But anyway, so Kaylee and uh, Jason, Jason fly to Los Angeles to confront Marty Wolf, but they need to get around in style. So uh, Jason does his trademark lying and gets the limo driver, also, Donald Faison, also to Also, it was kind of like around. a Ferris Bueller kind of move. They're like, oh, you're the... It was like similarly to Actually, the... Actually, almost exactly. It was like the same. It was the exact same joke, too, because yeah. I think in Ferris Bueller... So in, the mo- in Big Fat Liar, uh, Jason is like, hey, I'm the fur king of... Whatever. I'm the mm-hmm. fur king. Like, i the king of furs. Yeah. Chauffeur me around. And Donna Faison is like, okay. And then right when they get in the car, they, like, exit LAX. The fur king, like, walks in and is like, huh? Where's yeah, like, my? wearing a fur coat. Also in summer in LA. Yeah. Which is a recurring. And I believe that was almost the exact same thing that happened with uh, Abe Froman in uh, the Sausage King. Of, king yeah, Sausage of King of Chicago. Chicago in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Does he show up in the... Do we I, know that? I thought he did. Does he wear a coat of hot dogs? Yeah. And huh. he's like, huh, hot dog. I'm losing that <laughs> awkward silence, and that's a perfect. So they're driving around. Yeah. It's revealed that Donald Faison's character, he's an actor, a limo driver. What's his name? In it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. It's fine. <laughs> I, I could look it up, but I don't want to. We learned that he's, um, yeah, as an actor, he was basically blacklisted by Marty Wolf. Yeah, because um, he was driving around Marty Wolf, Donald Faison was, and Donald Faison was like, oh, here's my headshot. I'm actually an actor. If, mm-hmm. like, I would love to come audition. And Marty and Wolf just writes, like, ah, he writes no way. loser on it. He writes loser on the forehead and faxes it <laughs> to every talent. Which isn't the agent. worst thing. Also, it, in this movie, it's made very clear that everybody hates Marty Wolf. Yes. So, I don't know. I don't understand how he has so much clout in the industry if literally everybody hates him. And all of his, a lot of his, movies, his movies have been sucked. flopped. Yeah, there needs to be, like, a background on that. Like, maybe he had, like, one. Maybe it's, like, an M. Night. Sh- I can't say. Hold on. Sh- Shyamalan. Shyamalan. But hold on. How he had. No, because he had. Marty Wolf is not at all. Like, I'm saying I'm not, like, trying to bad talk old M. Night. You are. But, no, like, Sixth Sense was really good and Unbreakable was really good. And then he had a couple bad movies. But he's doing good now. He had, like, two clunkers. But, like, really bad. Like, he had... Okay, Avatar, The the Last Airbender. Avatar, The the Last Airbender. That's considered one of, like, the worst movies. And The Happening. What's the one... Isn't there, like, one when they're, like, in an elevator? Is that him? Oh, I like that. He produced that. He didn't direct or write it. Well, he produced it. And that's uh, Marty I very much enjoyed that movie. I actually didn't see it, but I I know it. So, cool. Who are you? (laughs) It's actually available to stream on Netflix. (laughs) Is it? It is. Oh, maybe I'll watch it. It's good. Anyway... I forget even what we're talking about. Okay, so why Donald does he Faison, have so much say in the industry? We're spending way too much time going over the fucking are plot of this movie. Plot points. Can I just like go through okay. it real quick and but then we can anything, go back and talk? But you'll probably miss something. <laughs> I know because I'm doing a nuanced. Okay. Thing. Okay, so um, it's basically it. as they go on the movie, there they um, uh, Jason and Kaylee they steal uh, Wolf's 
Blackberry, his Palm Pilot, and they basically have a schedule, his numbers, everything. So they're like, we're going to fuck with his entire life. They do the classic things, and you all know this from the trailers and all that stuff. It's, it's famous at this point that uh, they dye his skin blue, they dye his hair orange, they send him wrong addresses to meet with producers and the, he- the new head of the uh, production company. And it keeps happening that... The new head of the studios, not the production. The head of the studio, my bad. And so Jason and Kaylee, they finally... They keep confronting Wolf. They keep being like, you could have had this easy. Like, if you just admit... All all Jason asked was for Wolf to call his dad and just be like, hey, your son, Jason Shepard, did come up with the idea for Big Fat Liar. Like, he's not, like, asking to tell, like, the studios or, like, he doesn't want his name in the credits or anything. He literally just wants his dad's approval. Yeah. And he burns which, like, the script. Which, which, like, hammers in just, like, how cartoonishly evil Marty Wolf is. And, like, yeah. Because like, he, bur- he burns he, the original short story. Yeah, because he smokes a cigar. Smokes a cigar, throws that on there, like, pours oh, alcohol sorry. on it. That one was okay. <laughs> sorry. No. Okay, I lost it. But Ugh. it's, like, that was one of my big problems with this movie. Is like, I get it. It's a kid's movie. Like, there's not going to be a whole lot of nuance, especially with, like, a goofy plot like this. But it was just, like, he was so over-the-top evil. And, like, there are all these, like, fake-outs. And even when they're, like, towards the climax of the movie, so it culminates and everybody is at um, Marty Wolf's house for, like, the big announcement about Big Fat Liar, that, like, he got an epiphany. Was that his or it's house? Like a, it I, was his house. I never caught on to that. He's or, a like, nice it's house. Like a, it, it's like, like a party. their launch party. They're about to start production. Yeah. And he's like, I had an epiphany for the ending. And, like, the whole thing is Jason is going to help him, and Wolf is finally just going to give him this tiny thing that he asked for. And then he keeps not doing it. And he calls and, him his bodyguards. Like, yeah. Like, way too many bodyguards to, like... Get two 14 year olds. Like, two very there were, skinny. There were so many jokes 16, about Hollywood and like Hollywood culture in this yeah. movie that I was like, why are these in here? Like yeah. I get like I get having one or two kind of like little winks where it's like, oh, like a clever kid or like the parents will like that. But I feel like there was just a lot. Also, um They also do nods to like um like really famous they have like the psych um psycho shower scene. Like when he realizes, yes. so they have like the orange dye running through the drain. There's no, it's also funny. I wrote this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a reference to 2001: A Space Odyssey, and they have like also, with that. Stop hitting the mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to get my phone out. Because um, in that where they have like the match cut with like the bone and like. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think um, with Mr. Funny Bones, who we have yet to bring up in this podcast, Mr. Funny Bones is his oh. pet monkey. His uh, not real monkey. A Stuffed animal, like one of those creepy monkey stuffed Isn't animals. That creepy. Well, it, yeah, it's mm. also Mr. Funny Bones had his own pillow, and it said "FB" on it, like his own, which I had never noticed before. Pretty. But anyway, there's like um, a similar like match cut shot with just Mr. Funny Bones just flying in the air. Yeah, there's also so after um, Marty Wolf gets um, died. He, they actually... He, he gets died, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't die. He, doesn't he die. gets died, blue and orange. Do you imagine they if he just him. straight up murdered him? Now we'll get my credit. Big fat liar. <laughs> I don't know if that was the title song. But um, they send him to a, a kid's birthday party. Yeah. And, like, he gets... There's another weird running gag in this movie is that 
people hire clowns for birthday parties just so their kids can beat them up? Yeah. Also, we don't know LA culture. That's that true. could just be like a California thing. Yeah. Um, just... But yeah, yeah, that's well. I was also in general distracted by Paul Giamatti's facial hair the entire movie. It was like the goatee without the mustache, and I'm just like, yeah. that doesn't look good on anybody. Sorry to any of our listeners, our three listeners that yeah. use that. Um, but the end of the we didn't. Oh yeah, so the end of the movie um, is um, the, on the very. Chasing each other, or there are four phases stole. to the plan where they basically. Oh, I was get, just gonna go to the chase, but yeah, you can talk. What's well, like that. everybody? Um, they finally everyone in the industry that Marty has wronged, and like the entire movie, he's just like, "Hey, you're stupid." <laughs> you don't have to comment every time. It's not gonna be consistent. Just get over. Is there it. a rating system for your impressions? Um, A to B. Like a B minus. Did not say B minus, but anyway, so um. Uh, the kids and Donald Faison, they round up, like, everybody that's ever Monty, been wronged by... That's his um, assistant person who actually does all the work. Yeah. So I think we should give her credit. Her name is Monty. She is blonde hair. Not C. Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons. Smithies. <laughs> but um, anyway, so they round, they round everybody up, and they construct... The most elaborate plan in the history of the universe. It involves... Also, what is the technology? Because it's like some of it looks really high-tech, and then others it's just like clip art. Just well, there's, there's so the many screen. huge screens where it's just like it, just blue blueprints, and that's really it. And like yeah. turning, like spinning uh, graphics. And I was just like, why did they put all this together? They could have just used walkie-talkies, and that's it. But it was just a very elaborate plan. Like, it involved, like, the car breaking down and then somebody else driving by at the same time. Jaleel White. Jaleel White. Jaleel White playing Jaleel White. Yeah. I hit the thing. I'm sorry. I know. It's fine. I mean, the, you just have to answer to the audience, not me. The three people. Um, so then there's a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, there's a helicopter. They fake that it's going to crash, so Marty has to jump out of the plane in a parachute. Also, he's just holding on with his hands. Like, it's the guy. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is that they want to make Marty late because the head of the studio, mm-hmm. or the... Um, president. The of president the, of, the, yeah, of the studio is like... Can it be assumed Marty, it's Universal to... Studios? Because they're on the Universal tour, and this is the actual movie, Big Fat Liar. Well, people rent Universal a lot. Like, it's just like a general... like. The I'm back just going to assume it's Universal. Yeah, we can assume. Yeah. I think we can. Yeah. But yeah, so they're basically the, the head, the new head of the network see, studio <laughs> is just like... You better be on time to the set. Like, there are so many setbacks. It's getting mm-hmm. really expensive, Big Fat Liar is. And so, like, you just got to be on top yeah. of it. And so they're just like, we want to make him late so he gets fired. And then it culminates in um, Marty Wolf chasing Jason. Because he has also, he has Mr. Funny Bones. Yeah, so that's, like, the last straw. Yeah. Like, his one friend in the world. Also, it's a very entertaining chase sequence, because they're kind of, like, running through it the different sets. It is pretty fun. Sets, I'll give you that. And it's, like, they're going through, like... Western. Do we think it's the How I Met Your Mother set? Yeah, it it did, looked, I mean, it yeah. looks like the general New York backlog yeah. that they use. It was exciting. Um, But also, if you go to um, Universal Studios Hollywood, and, like, if you do that actual bus tour, there's a part, and they're like... Like, there's a part in Big Fat Liar where there's, like, a water thing. I don't know how, like... like basically, they flush them out with water. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but there's a scene, like, where they... Or there's a part on the tour, and they, like, have the water go. And they're like, this was in Big Fat Liar. And I'm like, it's relevant. <laughs> but this was now six years ago that I won that tour. But I would think they'd still do it. I don't know. Like, it was kind of... Like, 2011 was even a little bit... or Like... 
of a late time to be talking about That's, Big yeah. Fat Liar. So maybe they'll, they might still be doing it. Hey, if Jimmy Fallon can get a ride in Universal, they can keep Big Fat Liar in the studio. But anyway, so long story (laughs) short, um, Marty chases Jason, Mm -hmm. and Jason's like, so you admit that you stole Big Fat Liar? And they're on a roof. Yeah, yeah, they're on a roof. And he's like, yes, I admit it. What are you going to do about it? And he's like... 1920s mob boss. (laughs) Yeah, Paul Giamaccio. And, I don't know. And so they look out in the crowd, and everybody from the media is there, Mm -hmm. and... He gets fired, and uh, Jason gets his revenge, I guess. He gets and his, he gets credit on yeah. the movie. He, Original he gets, screenplay by Jason Shepard. Yeah. His teacher is thrilled. She believes can him. We, can we talk about... You want to talk about the teacher? No, I was going to oh. talk about the, mo- like the movie within the movie, Big Fat Liar. Oh, yeah. It looks I would not watch very it. badly acted. Yeah. So, and it's um, Donald Faison. I mean, I love yeah. Donald Faison. Also, I'm, I'm a huge Scrubs fan. Did he have to... Do you think he had to... Not actual Donald, his character, did they, hey, oh my god, did he then have to audition, or was it just kind of like, oh yeah, you owe me, let me be in this movie that you wrote the original screenplay I for? Th- I think it was that. The second? Yeah, the latter. Because I said two things. I know, the latter. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, like, it was also, how good of a movie can but it they, be written by a 14-year-old? Like, But it was the summer's big blockbuster I just thing. don't get like, it. Like the thing is, then he's like an unknown. Like they're putting an unknown. That's a, yeah, they're putting an unknown. It's in. like hairspray. That yeah, that's a good point. But also, that was like a big deal. Like the because wasn't that like open casting for that I, yeah. Part? I mean, it might have been open. So casting. then it got, Who knows? He could have killed the audition. The movie itself, we only really wait, see the clip from the end. He could have killed what? He could have killed like the audition. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like killed the other actors. Yeah, Donald Faison <laughs> killed all the other actors so he could be the, the lead in Big Fat Liar. But, the big fat liar, the movie. But it's also like you and I have read aloud like really terrible scripts, and it's mm-hmm. like it can be hard to sell. And like I, there's no doubt about. Are my we mind talking that about a, a script, the actual? Which are we a, talking about? The movie within the movie. Okay. The big fat liar, the yeah. movie within the movie. Like it was written by a 14 year old. So and it, then it was adopted by Monty. I'm pretty sure. What? I'm pretty sure she then adapts the screenplay. That's her job. Oh. So that's what she does. But I think she's also like assistant director. Maybe. Movie. But that was yeah, her thing. I, I just had a problem with Kaylee, the character itself, oh, Amanda Bynes' character. Because I think I said this during the movie, but she oh, yeah. she doesn't really do anything besides just, like, support. Uh, well, he's kind of also her... She's his Jason. partner in crime. Like, she does, like, the voices to get him... Like yeah, but, to, but what is she getting out of their relationship? Because like maybe I don't know. There's a part the at the crux of, crux of like the third act. So Jason's about to just give up and go back home, and he's like, "Fine, my dad isn't gonna believe me," and she starts like she's almost like crying because she's like, "Like you wrote this great story, and no one's gonna know it because of Marty Wolf," and it's like, I. So what would you so wish happened? So Jason drags her. Out to L.A. She clearly doesn't want to. She doesn't like covering for him. Well, it's not what she didn't want. She had to stay with her grandma, Pearl. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. what they do is they put her and kill <laughs> yes. him in a dress. Yeah. But it's just also, like... I could have just worn jeans or something. It didn't have yeah. to be a dress. But I mean, just, just my whole point is, like, Kaylee felt like such a one-sided character mm-hmm. that really was not getting anything in no, their that. relationship. But Amanda Bynes, she did a great job. She was great. What is she up to now? Like she's, 
She's, she's I think, no, I think she went back to school for something. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, because you got a Google alert about this, Amanda Bynes, we're happy for you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Amanda, please. Oh, <laughs> a little thing that I wrote down. I forgot about oh, yeah, this. So Marty Wolf, uh, Paul Giamatti's character, called Donald Faison at one point Ricky Retardo. He does well. And also, like it's two thousand two. I'm not saying I'm not excusing that but at all. But also, in a kids movie, yeah, that's, this was PG. Yeah. Should I say my one good note that I had? Yes. I'm just gonna read it straight from my notes. Sure. I'm not gonna address it. I feel like they wanted to get Jim Carrey for the role of Marty Wolf, but settled on Paul Giamatti, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw it kind of like um, just like that big personality. Yeah, kind of a uh, kind of like Jim Carrey's version of Count Olaf. Yeah, I was thinking like like a little bit of the mask, but not yeah. obviously no, not to that mean. point. But just like the general like overactingness, yeah. of, like I'm crazy and evil. Also, I think it was also the eyebrows that led me to that. I'm not saying Jim Carrey does the eyebrows. I'm just it's no, just I that know what weird facial. Thing. Also, at the end of this entire movie, like Jason still has to go to summer school. I don't think he does. What do you mean? He failed the class. Yeah, but that's he had the paper. It does not matter. Wait, There's you think no... he goes... I don't think he goes back to summer school. Yes, he, he has to. <laughs> the no, only the reason he had him... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait. Oh, no, but he has... That's actually really... But he... Paul... Not Paul. Marty admits on the rooftop that he stole the paper. So I'm assuming there would be big news coverage. Like, oh my God, big Hollywood producer stole a 14-year-old's short story. So I assume but, that his teacher would hear about this. But there's no proof that there's no like paper there's, evidence. Hold on. Because he burned them. I know. <laughs> yeah. There's no paper evidence. There's no evidence that uh, Jason was on his way to give the paper in. Like there's no there's no oh way God. to corroborate when exactly the I'm sorry, your script is gonna be made into a movie. You don't have to go to summer school. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's the way it is. Do you want to do you want to guess the budget of this movie? Um, no, I don't. I'm really bad at guesstimating numbers. Here, I, um, I do. Can you give me like a multiple choice and all? Sure. Cool. So your options are: mm-hmm. it was either ten million, okay, fifteen million, thirty million, or thirty-seven million. Hmm. I was going to pick the lowest one just because a lot of it is... Because it is a Universal Studios movie, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is just filmed on R.E.D. But also keeping in mind the star power in this movie. Of Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Um, no. Amanda Bynes and Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz. That was their height. That was like Agent Cody Banks. I was going to say Amanda Malcolm show. in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle. Agent Cody Banks. Agent Cody Banks, too. Um, I think this was right before Agent... Mm, I don't know. We'll look that up. Um, Very low stakes, and that's just your third. I mm, I'm gonna say I'll say thirty. Was thirty million an option? It was, but that but was it was, was it thirty seven million? No, it's fifteen. Okay. I threw you yeah, off. Yeah, because and that's how we play. I guess the budget. But that makes that makes sense. I guess I don't know. What's like a normal? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what's a big budget movie? I feel like kids movies can. What do you think the budget was? Of the fake Big Fat Liar, because the president says, we are millions of dollars over budget. And like... So I kind of want to know what that movie was supposed to be. I mean, it's a big summer blockbuster. I feel like it was... Also, like, there's special effects I feel like that was 30 to 40 million. 
Like okay. a lot of explosions. Were there explosions? Oh, at the end, because there's like. Yeah, and then and he shrinks sirens, down. He shrinks down. Wait, 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 what was the thing that um, Jason said as like the idea for the ending? Like he grows, re- he turns red or something. Um, like his emotions make him change. Yeah, color. it's like when he's in love, it's pink. That's a dumb idea. Because they know because what they wanted to have happen was give reasons behind why um, Marty Wolf was blue and orange. Oh right. So they right. had a because he showed up. It's still to not his, a good idea for the movie. No, they yeah they like, jumped the if, shark. I don't know, That's the only like, thing that made it a bad movie within a movie. But also colors. that isn't in the final product. It doesn't seem. What? The oh. color changing thing. Well, we don't know. Fair enough. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna think about that. We'll we be right a, back with yeah. more. Uh, What's the movie that we're talking about? Oh, um, Big Fat Big Liar, Liar on Kidflix. Stay with us. Boy, what a great ad, maybe. We're back with Kidflix. We're talking about Big Fat Liar with my good friend Alyssa Epstein. Um, Alyssa. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. movie was Boncarinos. That's what I like to call it. Um, I also thought it was funny. This was just like a little tiny thing in the movie, but um, Jason starts his paper his short story and initially calls it untitled and I'm just, just very oh, like teen ass. angsty yeah. like, like oh my god you should write poetry for a living he just like leave it blank because then he was writing it in pen so then at the end cross it out and writes big fat liar so just yeah. leave it blank but anyway um I would like you to guess the tagline for big fat liar are you up for the challenge is it the same as the moral that they preach at the end it is not we're going to talk about that Okay, uh, so it's afterwards. not the same? No. So, like, imagine this is, like, a tagline. Like, it's on the I'm, DVD cover. They're advertising the movie. I had that DVD. I know you did. In my, well, the problem was we lost the case. That's why it was a scratch uh, DVD. That always happens. But yeah. Um, so, I'm guessing the tagline. Yeah. Um, is it punny? No. Oh. Then it's, okay. Um, Even though the back of the DVD says, like, who's afraid of the big bad wolf? Like, something like that. That's not the tagline. No. Because that... Um, I have no clue. Just... Because I was going to say it has to do something with, like, get ready for a a big fat time. I have no clue. <laughs> get ready for a big, <laughs> big fat, fat time. time. A big... Like, a... I don't know. No, the tagline is, two friends are about to cut one Hollywood big shot down to size. Okay, so it kind of it is kind a of little like punny, a pun. like down to size, big fat. Like, yeah. Okay. Also, um, what what prank that the kids was pulled? My favorite. Oh, I was gonna say it was oh. most disturbing to you. Um, the I, hot the the crazy glue, the super glue in the ear. Thank you. Yeah. That is the correct answer. Though I was just watching an episode of Shameless, and um, Debbie, she gets in the foster care system. It's a long story, but on her way out, like, she sneaks out, and she just takes a thing of crazy glue, and, like, her foster mom's sleeping, and she puts it on the mom's eyes. But, like, she she deserved it. Um, This is season three, episode... It's somewhere in the middle. Seven, maybe? Spoilers much? It's not... I'm not blabbing about Gilmore Girls. Do you want to? Can you relate it to Big Fat Liar? Um, Rory always tells the truth. That's not true. I can't think, there aren't that many huge lies she, on the show. And I'm in I'm, the middle of season okay. five, so don't... don't. I'm not saying... Yeah. There, that, she's not actually like, Rory Lies' daughter. She doesn't even lie really about losing her virginity. That's what I was going to say. I mean, she kind of tries to cover it up, and Lorelai's like, I'm not an idiot. But, like, but that's the thing, because like, everybody, <laughs> so everybody in the show is smart. 
even Kurt yeah, everyone's pretty a, is yeah. smart in their own way. Which is, the, which is nice to say, because I hate when it's like just stupid adults. So that which relates is back a to little Big, bit fat of Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar. None of the adults are stupid. Um, like, what about like Wolf's Simpsons. receptionist? She's obsessed with dogs. She's not. She just cares too much. The, also, that was like my favorite scene as Jason a child. walks in and he's like, hey, or no, no, no. They call her and they say, hey, um, you no, parked on a dog. Well, yeah. And then she goes, ah, ah. ma'am, your, your car is parked on a dog. And it goes, it's, it's a good scene. It's okay. Um, oh, but yeah, before we, before we officially yeah. rate this, um, so let's, yeah, let's talk about the lesson that this movie is trying to teach. And you've been, you've been wanting yeah. to talk about it for a while. Cause sometimes you can infer a lesson from a kid's movie, but this one says it a couple times. It's and that very is, clear. Do you want to say it in unison or? I don't remember it verbatim. So you just I'm going to say it like I'm saying it in unison, in unison. The truth is not overrated. Right. I'm pretty sure that's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean the whole lesson. It's kind of like a kids Tarantino movie almost, just like I've a never weird seen revenge. A really, Alyssa is a film major. <laughs> I only watch kid movies for the sole purpose. Like Reservoir Dogs is a good starting point because okay. it's not it's not it's not like real over the top like Pulp Fiction or Inglorious Bastards, but it's it's still a very good movie. Okay, and I think I mean like maybe it. you should start a Tarantino podcast. Do they, they probably have one. There's 100% one. Well. Don't, don't listen to them. <laughs> do they get as off track as we do? I hope they do. Um, but let's let's just rate this. Yeah. So uh, we like to rate things here uh, on. We like to rate things here <laughs> on Kidflix. I, I had to start over. Uh, but we like to rate things uh, with four criteria. Audience respect. So was the movie pandering? Was it kind of just giving a movie to kids. Uh, we also talk about plot, acting, and humor. We rate it on a scale of one to five. You can do zeros if you want. You can do any type of decimals. And okay. so, Alyssa, because you're the guest, yes. let's start off. How did you think the movie respected our audience? I think they were pretty respectful towards it. I don't think it was... Because you do, like, we talked about um, how it's a movie about the film industry, but they don't try to go too over the kids' heads, but they kind of, they dumb it down a little bit, but not too much. Like, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. They talk about, like, some of the stuff. So I would say maybe, like, like a three and a half or four. Three, well, which one? I'll say a 3.8. 3.8. Honestly, I... You think they pander more? Yeah, I... And I guess pan it's like it's hard. audience respect is such a weird category I guess because I'm not. It's not a like again it makes uh, compared sense. to movies that are coming out more recent like more recent kid movies. It's not like I just think of like pander like just dumbing down for kids is yeah. how I view it. But I will say like I don't know there are a lot of mm, it's just hard. Say what, just say the number. I is it a one? No, no, no. <laughs> no it's, I'm gonna give it a two point five. Because, like, it felt a little weird and off, like, to me now as an adult. But I definitely remember, like, Dan Schneider, like, iCarly, Drake and Josh, like, all those movies mm-hmm. and shows. Like, I loved them as a kid. And you get that feel with them. You get, like, the hijinks kind of. Yeah. Feel. It just, I, I guess it just didn't really hit for me as much mm-hmm. as it used to. Like, I watched an episode of iCarly a little while ago, and I was like, mm. I don't know. You should try watching an episode of Drake and Josh, because it was better. I think Drake and Josh. It, do you not? Okay. No, I... <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. Yeah. It got I think Drake and Josh got really crazy. Like by the end, like when they were like, 
Uh, Are you talking about like 2006 Jake and Josh? Like towards the end of Like it? towards the end of the series, okay, yeah. yeah. So it used to be just like, oh, these two brothers can't get along. It was an odd, odd couple thing. But then mm-hmm. it just kind of uh, just became just like they're wacky and they have these really high intense adventures. Like they have a sheep. They meet a cannibal. They meet a can they not a Wait. cannibal. Sorry, um an orangutan. Oh eater. shit, yeah. Like, I remember that. What? That was fucked that was, yeah, that was fucked up. I'm gonna say it. That was you weird. Can say that. that was yeah, that was towards the end. Uh but let's go on a plot. What did you I'm think like of the plot? Rethinking my child. Oh, um a big fat liar. Looking back I'm still looking back with like rosy colored Con- Considering I'm, how long it took us. To say to we because there's we so much even, though because you gotta get those intricate details because we know yeah so I'll say oh my god like my childhood is telling me to give it a five but the film major in me is like lowballing it oh um, well, here average average your yeah kid I guess and your just like, I'll just give it a three I'm giving it a two point two well because <laughs> I was like there is so this movie is like confusing it's it wait I felt why like, do you think it's confusing it was just like ve- like everything was so complicated and like again like the whole thing with um Kaylee how she didn't really I d- still do not really feel that she served that much of a purpose besides <sighs> just kind of being a spokesperson and just being like you are great Jake Jason Jason whatever now you sound like Marty Wolf. That was we didn't talk about that. He gets his name wrong a bunch. Uh, Jay, Jacob, Riggy, Boogie, Boogie. <laughs> That's uh, Paul Giamatti. Get out of here. Sorry. So you. That was him walking out. <laughs> that was him slamming the door. Um, how about acting? Um, again, Amanda Bynes. Like growing up with her, she's. I think she a did pretty a pretty good. And same she with did Frankie a relatively Nina. Yeah. Good job in this. And again, this being the only thing I've seen with Paul Giamatti, it was a bit over the top, like compared, like you compared to Jim. Carrey. I would give it. He's been nominated for like Oscars. He's Emmys. a great guy. Um, yeah, I wasn't offended by the acting. I'd give it like a four. A four. A four. I think because I think it, I think it holds up. Like I wasn't like, I didn't cringe at all, which is something I do now with like if I catch a glimpse of a kid show mm-hmm. or sometimes like a movie. Um, and I'll be watching. I'm like, how is this even happening? Right. But I, think, I didn't feel that way. I think I'm going to give it a 3.25. A 3.25? Yeah. Because, okay. like, I agree. I think Amanda Bynes was... But Amanda Bynes and Donald Faison were very good in this. Yeah. Donald Faison was not great in the movie within the movie. But I think, like... But also, also, we see, like, 30 seconds of the movie within a movie. Well, like, the and it's just him saying the like, moral. Well, the, I guess the truth isn't over. Yeah. And, um, the whole ending. Yeah, and like Paul Giamatti's good in general, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think. So you're saying Frankie Muniz didn't hold up? He he was fine. Okay, it looked it sounded like you were gonna say. I don't know. I I just think. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna give it a. I don't know. Three point four. Oh wow. I I can't really give it a three and a half. I don't know why, but three point four five. Three point four four five. No. Okay. Because that's basically three point five <laughs> if you do any math. And then finally, what did you think of the the humor, the ha-has in this? Okay, again, this was one of the more disappointing notes, I guess, looking back on it. Because as a kid, like, again, I'd watch it over and over. I'd laugh every time. Um, So now I'd probably, uh, I'd probably say, like, a 2.4, which is so sad. Because this was, like, 
<sighs> this shapes me. <laughs> oh, you shivered. I. This was my. This was. This was a. So it's kind of I mean, sad looking back, and it's not as funny as I recalled. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of in a similar boat with you. Like I, I loved Dan Schneider's work growing up. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be on all that when I was a kid. Surprised? No. Actually, um, I tried to come up with characters, and the only uh-huh. one I came up with was Popcorn Boy because I liked eating popcorn. <laughs> and I remember it was, it was just. It was just like, I think I remember it would be like like Popcorn Boy like. Are you eating popcorn right now? And he would he would <laughs> pop his head in his mouth full of popcorn and go, uh uh-uh. uh. And that was the whole Yeah. I think you can make that into a sketch. I think there's something there. Probably not. Um But yeah, so that's like my little history. And like my oh, no. And my family, like we all watched like iCarly, Drake and Josh Victorious mm-hmm. together. And I know as a kid, I definitely liked this movie. I like, it had the kind of humor that I was mm-hmm. into then. And there were parts that I laughed at this time around when we watched it together. The gram- it was the grandma part. The grandma it was, was very the- funny. So it's kind of like Taron Killam. Um, he's supposed to be like a big... He's not that strong, but he's supposed to be yeah. like a strong guy. He's like frosted tips, so <laughs> you can tell he's tips. a bully. Yeah. Um, he- so when he's dressed... In drag as Kaylee, he's not really. He doesn't wear a wig. He just has just a, a slightly tight dress on. I think it's a skirt and a cardigan. There, yeah. Oh, there was a cardigan. Yeah. So, um, he's with Grandma Pearl, and uh, he basically is weight training her. But the joke is, instead of using weights, she's just lifting up two balls of yarn, which is, that (laughs) is funny. Like, that holds up. Because, like, it's just, like, the cutest old woman. She's probably dead now, but she was adorable. Maybe she's alive. I don't know. And some of the stuff, like, with Wolf's over-the-topness and, like, the clown stuff, I think I found funny. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going to give it a... A 2.75. Oh, wow. That's like higher than what I gave it. Yeah. That's very interesting. I'm giving it merits. But anyway, let's crunch these numbers. All right. Numbers are crunched and... It's a lot of crunching. What? Nothing. I can delete this episode. I said it was a lot of crunching. There's a lot of crunching. Lots. That's Passover, so lots of matzo. That's crunchy. I have, I, I have like I a... I still have like a full box. I was about to and say. And I have two, I have two open boxes of the Tim Tam crackers. Tim Tams. Tim Tam, Tams are the, the chocolate, chocolate wafer you're right, cracker. You're right. You know Tim Tams? I Well, the thing is, I had them before, and then oddly enough, my um, sweet mate, who's not Jewish, but she just brought back a box of Tim Tams, so there's like a box of Tim Tams, and then under that, two boxes of Tim Tams. Wait, hold on. Are we thinking the same thing for Tim Tams? Tim Tams are like a chocolate... Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, it's like a, a candy bar, thing. basically. Yeah. Not okay. candy bar, but it's like a... Tim Tams aren't a Jewish thing. No, they're not. No, it's like, a, saying, it's like a chocolate wafer. Yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's a like Jewish a thing. Cat. I'm just saying... Oh, wait, because you said she's not Jewish. And I was like, what does that have to do with Tim Tams? that's not kosher for Passover. Oh, got it. That was the only thing. You oh, but I have that. two open boxes of Tam Tams. Yeah. Do you still have Tim Tams in your room? Tim Tams or Tam Tams? Which... Tim Tams. Like the chocolate things? Yes. Yeah, but they're not mine. Okay. They're the sweet things. Have you ever done a Tim Tam Slam? No. This is not a bit. I've had Tim Tams like once. Okay. So the Tim Tam Slam, and you listening at home, you better get on this too. Is it, can I guess? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say it's like a sandwich. No. So I'm going to say what I think it should be. So it's going to be um, a layer of Tim Tam, and then maybe like peanut butter, and then some Nutella, and then another Tim Tam. 
So it's like a KFC double down, but for dessert. Incorrect. Damn. So Tim Tam Slam is you... Um, is this an actual... Yes. Okay. I swear to you. So you know how... It's like a rectangle. Mm-hmm. And so you bite you bite the end off of two opposite ends. So like... So if you, were, if you drew a diagonal oh line, <laughs> so like, you know, you would take little nibbles on both ends. Mm-hmm. And then you stick it in a mug of hot chocolate and suck it like a straw in and then the thing the Tim Tam will start to melt oh. and then you shove it in your mouth and it's just melting I feel like you could do that with a couple you could do that with like a Kit Kat maybe no wait okay. I don't know what we're Kit saying Kit Kat is not that porous oh okay no I'm not getting what you were there saying you to do I sorry maybe I'm like the three we, listeners we've wasted did. so much time also we didn't get to talk about yet the one thing I wanted to talk about what did you want to talk about oh Hold on. Well, let me, <laughs> let's talk about the results of the number okay, crunch. Okay, sorry. So um, Big Fat Liar came in with just about an even three. Specifically, we got it, gave it a 3.00625, averaging uh, Alyssa and my scores together. So congratulations. Solid movie. You were, like, Big Fat Liar is almost a full point up what from Airbud Spikes Back. Wait, Airbud got what? Airbud Spikes Back got a 2.1. That's higher. That's a lot higher than it I, is. I thought it would be, like, close. Point like not even a full point. I mean this was a, a Big Fat Liar was a fun movie and like mm-hmm. that score shows that it's Kinda it's, a, holds it's up. a fun time. It's like it's a little bit better than mm-hmm. your average just kids movie like parents can enjoy it but it's also something that like mm-hmm. they can put on and then just do something else in the background. Yeah, because if my parents hated it, we would not have been allowed to watch it each time. Yeah, you know it's a movie the, that my parents hated so I could not watch a lot. Good uh UHF UHF. That's uh, Weird Al Yankovic's movie from oh, the 80s. None. And we rented it from Blockbuster, and I watched it, loved it, immediately went to watch it again, and my parents... Uh, or no, my brother did this. He just put the video on the top shelf, mm-hmm. so I just couldn't reach it. So we didn't watch it again. A movie that my dad surprisingly loved was Hey Arnold, the movie, and we had that on DVD, <laughs> and we I don't know why he liked it, but watched that a bunch. I remember it being funny. It was, it's, it's good. I think... I watched it on YouTube recently, or something. Something had it, and it was... Yeah. That's for another day. So anyway, uh, but yeah, the, um, Alyssa, you sent this to me the other day, and this was it long was, after we had decided mm-hmm. to do Big Fat Liar, long after we had actually watched the movie. You discovered something absolutely bizarre. Tell us about it. Not even it. bizarre, it's just upsetting. It's pretty bizarre. It's upsetting. Yeah. Um. So it actually... Is today the 17th? It is. It comes out tomorrow... So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, you can now find <sighs> what this, about which is it's bigger, fatter, liar. It is a straight to DVD. Um, no, it's not a sequel. It's just kind of a remake. And I have IMDb up, and the summary, if I can. Okay, this is the summary. Uh, Kevin Shepard, so no longer Jason Shepard. They changed that. His brother or like a No, I think cousin. it's that they wanted to keep the Wolf Shepard thing. Oh That's my what God. I, I think I they wanted to keep I that forgot, going. I forgot this last time. I remember Shepherd. that. So uh, Kevin Shepard is a tech-savvy young genius who uses his intelligence to slack off. So 
We see that. Uh, when greedy video game executive Alan Wolf gets a hold of his ideas for a video game, Kevin and his best friend Becca set off for Seattle to make Wolf's life miserable through a series of pranks. So if that sounds familiar to you, that is almost the identical it's, plot to Big Fat Liar. Also, we could hear that very clearly. Well, it's weird, though, because I'd assume that anyone who's going to watch this movie wouldn't have wouldn't really know about Big Fat Liar, because I'm... It's kind of like they're trying to reach a new generation because anyone who had seen it probably like, this is a cheap knockoff. Yeah. I'm not giving this my money. So basically, they're trying to reach a new generation. But then why call it Bigger, Fatter, Liar? Because then it's not... They don't know... It should just never have happened. And it just it, it's upsetting and more than it should be to me. But like You're it right. came up on my Instagram. like It came up like a sponsor to recommend, or recommended. And... Yeah, like the, the I biggest... don't even like he, they look so like shiny with like Rob a picture and they just they don't look relatable. Well, the biggest name in the movie is Barry Bothwick, who played uh, Brad in the original Rocky Horror movie, oh, so okay. the musical. And he's the bigger, fatter liar. Yeah, he's Alan Wolf, and like the trailer, and you got to look it up because it's. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It's ridiculous. It's oh. it's so identical. Like the the two pranks that they show where they. They uh, put bleach in his pool or something. So, like, they put bleach in his pool? Like, a. Bleach or, like, white dye or something? I, I don't think they could put bleach in his pool. Something that like that. And it, it, it turns his skin very pale, and so, like, he tries to cover it up with makeup, and it doesn't work. So, in this, he's supposed to be, like, a mime and not a clown? Because that's what it looks like in the I picture. Guess. Like, that's it's probably what they're going like... for. So, it's kind of like they're reference, like, how they reference Psycho in the first one. They're, like, referencing Big Fat, Big Liar. Fat Liar. So, in their minds, Big Fat Liar is this classic movie that everyone would be like, oh, it's a reference to the original. Yeah, and they also put ghost pepper in his coconut water. These are more harmful, except for the crazy glue. These are pretty harmful God, things. That crazy glue thing, like, really upset me. I mean... Like, they shoved... They put crazy put on glue the on his earbud, and then he shoved it in his ear. Like, that's like... But, not to say he didn't deserve it, but, yeah. He, like, ripped it out of his ear, and he yelled in pain, and that upset me. <laughs> you felt like you fell for him, or... I mean, I feel a little bad. Who plays... Yeah, I don't know these other names. I have no idea who Ricky Garcia they're no, is. They're no Amanda Bynes, or... Like, who's the Amanda Bynes of now, like... Uh, Fiona Vroom. Her last name is Vroom. <laughs> huh. This is not interesting. Um, but yeah, it's a, oh, it's also universal. Okay, so it's also through Universal, mm-hmm. so they didn't like pawn it off or anything. Yeah, it just is it um, Schneider. I or? don't think so. Okay. I, again, I haven't so really looked into. They this. waited fifteen years, a whole fifteen years to release this. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't call it Big Fat Liar 2. It's Big Fat I mean, you fat. can. I just Googled it and oh, Big that Fat hurts Liar. even more. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of. They all have pictures, though, for the IMDb, so that means something. Mm. It means more than it would if it was just the. Whatever. But anyway, definitely check out the. Or don't. Or don't. Yeah, you don't have to. It or was, just it buy it blindly. It was originally a sequel. Wait, what are you doing? And the guy what? that wrote the guy that wrote Big Bigger Fatter Liar, aka Big Fat Liar Two, he also Wait, what wrote, do you mean it was originally it was supposed to be It was supposed to be the sequel, but then they just like it was originally it. called Big Fat Liar Two, but then they changed it to Bigger Fatter Liar. But anyway, huh. he also wrote um some of the American Pie 
spinoff. So The Book of Love. He's a kindergarten cop, too. He also uh, got a story credit on American Pie 2. He uh, also wrote Kindergarten Cop 2, which I did not know. He also wrote one episode of The Simpsons, which is kind of cool. So this guy's at a higher, or no, lesser level, level than Marty Wolf. Because Marty or Dan Wolf. Dan Schneider. No, I'm saying Marty Wolf, the fictional producer. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, okay. anyway, but anyway we're going to wrap things up. We're reaching about the hour mark. Alyssa, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, no, I have nothing going on in my life. Do you, do you want to plug uh, your Twitter, Instagram, anything that you're working on that you're proud of? No. This is so sad. That's right. No, um, you could follow me on Twitter if you must. It's uh, at Alyssa Epi, E-L-Y-S-S-A. <laughs> it's not worth it. E-P-P-I-E. I mean, I'm also going to link it okay. anyway, so that it's, works too. Oh, I'll have to delete some, I'll have to Melissa B. Stignores and delete some stuff. Just kidding. Oh, there's, nothing, there's nothing racist or anything. But, yeah. I have not. I, like, don't think it's a huge, I think it's weird that people. Oh, we're over the hour. It's oh. okay. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but I think it's weird how crazy people will get and, like, will go through somebody's It is. Twitter. Suspe- it was, like, 500 tweets or something. What do you mean? 500? That she deleted. What? Oh, was it? What are you talking about? Just in general, like, people taking so much time to go through, like, when Trevor Noah was chosen to be the successor oh, in The Daily yeah. Show. That's stupid. And, like, I get it with, like, President Trump or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but he doesn't even delete them. He sometimes does. Once in a blue moon. Mm. But anyway, speaking <laughs> of Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Wiseman, M-I-S-T-E-R-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. And you can also follow KidFlix uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at KidFlixPod. And also feel free to email us your email. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no clue what you were trying to say. Email us and you, your and ideas? You can, yeah, I was going to oh. say. Give me a second. <laughs> And email us your suggestions for movies or any questions or comments you might have about the movies we're reviewing. You can email us at kidflixpod at gmail.com. I said at so many times. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for reintroducing me to Big Fat Liar. I mean, you're welcome. I think everyone should be. (laughs) And they shouldn't buy Bigger, Fatter, Liar. Maybe we should boycott it. I don't know. Honestly, I'd be down to watch it with you sometime. (laughs) And we'll talk about it on the show. It might destroy me. I mean, yeah. we can see we watched, how long Because we watched last. Nine Lives, and I'm still alive from yeah, that. Yeah, you, you should all watch Nine Lives. It's painful. But it's Lee, worth good. it, because we got a daddy joke out of it. So oh, you guys have to watch it. Just and note how many daddy. times the word daddy is said and how unnatural it is every single time. But anyway, uh, for KidFlix podcast, that's this. <laughs> I was just going to say all of our handles again. But Do for you have, Flix, like, a signing off thing? Uh, kind of. I'm like Teach still brainstorming. <laughs> I maybe I shouldn't have had you on. This was my fault. But anyway, uh, for Kidflix Pod, I'm. I said it again. <laughs> for Kidflix, I'm Ross Wiseman. Stream carefully. <laughs> <laughs>